when you take that first step, it's with your feet. In order to ground yourself, you have to have a good foundation and your foundation starts at your feet. So that's why I wanted to learn. I learned how to make moccasins. First People's Fund presents the Collective Spirit Podcast. The Collective Spirit moves each of us to stand up and make a difference, to pass on ancestral knowledge, and simply extend a hand of generosity. The Collective Spirit Podcast features Native artists and culture bearers who discuss the power of Indigenous art and culture. My name is Kelly Rose O'Bennick. I'm an enrolled member of the Confederate Salish and Kootenai tribes. I reside on the Flathead Indian Reservation here in Montana. I currently work for my tribes as a GIS analyst and have been for the last 10 years. My art and my medium, what I do is kind of like a little bit of everything. During COVID, I really got into beading and there really wasn't really much else to do because we were sheltering in place while the whole world was sheltering in place. So I picked up buying beads, really got into beading, kind of probably went overboard with buying beads, but I was told you can never have enough beads. So... I live with that motto. I do a lot of beading, and that's what I got chosen for the first people's fund, was beading moccasins. I wanted to bead moccasins for my community and show them how to bead moccasins. So I was born in Plains, Montana. I wasn't raised on the reservation growing up. So when I moved back here, that's when I started hanging out with my grandma and I started asking questions about our family history, where we come from, who we are as Indian people. My kids go to an all-language immersion school down in Arlee here on our reservation in Kusum. And they're actively learning the language. And that's where I learned a lot of my language from, is listening to my kids and asking my girls questions. And then they get frustrated with me because I'm a mom and I'm supposed to know, but I don't have all the answers. I'm still... I'm still actively learning our culture and our language as we go on on a daily basis myself. So that's where a lot of my cultural background comes from, is just living here on the reservation, asking questions that you're not supposed to ask, but someone's got to ask them. If we're going to keep our traditions and cultures alive, we got to know the reasons why we do things. So I've gotten, I believe, 12, maybe, maybe 13 years. I think I'm going on 13 years of sobriety of being drug and alcohol free. My husband's Aunt Dorothy, we called her D-Dub. She used to wear moccasins all over the place. I mean, everywhere, all the time. She hated shoes. She hated boots. She always wore moccasins. And they weren't fancy moccasins. They were just, she got buckskin, sewed them together, and that's what she wore. So then when I started my journey into sobriety and I started getting into beating, it kind of kept me busy, kind of kept me out of trouble. I realized during COVID, it was, I don't know, we had a lot of lot of time on our hands and depression set in, not knowing what was going on, not knowing what to do. So that's when I grabbed a hold of beating. And then I was thinking about my husband's aunt. She had passed away before COVID had hit. So I was thinking about... When you decide to make that decision into sobriety, it's always that first step. You're taking that first step into sobriety, wearing those moccasins, and that keeps you grounded, keeps you grounded in your culture. So I decided to make 
moccasins with my community. I want to show them how and give them a safe and sober environment, something that the community members can look forward to doing, like maybe on a weekly basis. When you take that first step, it's with your feet. In order to ground yourself, you have to have a good foundation and your foundation starts at your feet. So that's why I wanted to learn. I learned how to make moccasins. I wanted to be able to share that experience with my community members and take back take back that space and start bringing back traditional clothing because we only wear our traditional clothing during fine events, graduation, weddings, big celebrations. And I was like, why don't we do this every day? And I was thinking to myself, what is something that we can wear every day to make it normal? And I was like, shoes, moccasins. My Aunt Dorothy did it all the time. They weren't fancy. They were just buckskin moccasins that she would bead when she wear them out she'd make herself a new pair like every year every other couple of months when she would wear holes in them how I envisioned this project going is I've been buying buckskin I think I got four hides now I'm not charging my people or people that come to learn how to make moccasins I don't want to charge them that's the whole reason why I applied for this grant I want to be able to have them come in and then have them trace their foot out and show them the steps on how to make moccasins because that also seems to be like a lost art. There's only a couple people that know how to make moccasins. So I want to be able to have them come in. I have another family friend. She's going to help me teach the class because I always get to a certain point and then I forget. Do I go under? Do I fold? Do I sew them inside out, right side in? When I told people, yeah, we're going to have a moccasin making class. And then all of a sudden on Facebook, I have 20 million people, maybe not 20 million people, but 20 people messaging me. Hey, when are you going to start those classes? I learned about the first people's fun back in 2020 when COVID hit. I was part of a program put on the Black Hills Community Loan Fund. They had a program called Pivoting Into Pandemic. Basically, they got a bunch of us Indian entrepreneurs together from all over the nation. That program helped us build a business plan. It helped us write strategic planning, how to sell things online. Basically, it was taking your business from like a brick and mortar store to an online store, to an online platform, because a lot of us artists were facing COVID times. And they weren't doing vendor markets. They weren't doing farmer's markets. Powwows weren't happening. I mean, a lot of artists that I've met in this program and in the First People's Fund are people that do face-to-face sales. That program had contacts with the First People's Fund. So the first year when that pivoting in the pandemic program, they encouraged a lot of us artists to apply for the business and leadership or the cultural capital program out of the First People's Fund. So I applied for the business and leadership that first year and got denied, which it happens. I mean, you can't win them all, but you sure can try. I wasn't discouraged. They told me to try again the next year. So the next year came and I decided to do, instead of working on my business plan, I wanted to more focus on community work and giving back to my community And what can I do for my people and my tribe here? So that was why I applied for the cultural capital 
And I'm really glad that the First Peoples Fund was able to read my proposal and rent with the idea and had granted me this opportunity to do what I want to do. So now I'm in the planning process. I'm hopefully by the end of this month be able to start my community work and be able to send back some numbers and pictures to the First Peoples Fund and show them, hey, you guys believed in me. You guys gave me all this. You gave me this much money to do this project. Here's what I did with it. And I'm hoping that I'm able to keep going with it even after my fellowship ends with the First Peoples Fund. But it's been rewarding, I guess you can say, not as just them giving you grant money to go do this, but rewarding as a person that they actually believed in my idea and that they're actually going to help me implement my idea. We're going to beat them, sew them, and at the end, I'm going to be able to take pictures of their moccasins and then encourage them to wear them all the time, anytime that you can, not just when we have Rock Your Moccasin Day or graduation, wear them when the weather permits, wear them to work, wear them to school, wear them around the house, wear them to the store, just wear them, take back that space, be proud of who you are. And you're taking that first step of showing everybody that we're still here and we're gonna be here. That is my plan. The Collective Spirit Podcast is produced by First Peoples Fund, whose mission is to honor and support Indigenous artists and culture bearers through grant-making initiatives, culturally rooted programming, and training and mentorship. Learn more at firstpeoplesfund.org.